Hello and welcome to episode two of the Howlin' at the Safe Moon podcast. My name is Mike Bounty. I am your host. Um, I'm an elementary teacher living in Minnesota and I started this podcast just last week and after having a couple hundred viewers and some good positive feedback, I figured it was something that um, I would continue to do for you all. Uh, so just a reminder, this is, this is episode two, last week's episode. Just a refresher on what I covered in that episode. I covered a lot of the basics of what SafeMoon is, how it works, such as how the burn works, how the tax works. Um, I covered different ways to buy and the easiest way that I thought to buy at that current time. And I also covered the utility or the real world use case uh, that SafeMoon has potentially going forward. Today's topics. I would like to cover the CERTIC audit that was just recently completed. I want to touch on some of the advertising that the SafeMoon community has been doing, which is not affiliated with the SafeMoon development team at all, but just passionate fans and investors. Um, the big thing I want to talk about today is what is DeFi or decentralized finance. So that's a big topic about what SafeMoon is that um, just frankly needs more awareness because it's really, really important. Um, I want to touch on the price and chart, kind of predictions about what could happen in the next few weeks here, and then also my last thoughts, my updated thoughts on Operation Phoenix after last week's AMA and, and other things I've found um, on Reddit and in the Discord. So again, quick reminder, the goals of the podcast is to, to provide you with clear and accurate information. Um, you know, if you watch a bunch of YouTube videos, there's so many people that try to tell you about SafeMoon that really don't know what they're talking about. Um, so I aim to be clear and accurate. And then I want to build a community through the podcast platform. We have a bunch of text platforms with Reddit and Discord and, and all those and Twitter. But um, I figured this would be a different medium for people who like listening to podcasts and don't like reading as much maybe. And then um, just kind of to give a consensus on things from Reddit and Twitter because I Ever since I invested in SafeMoon about probably three weeks ago now, I frequently check those things out, um, read others' opinions, read things that the, the dev team says, and I kind of want to just give you the pulse from kind of an unbiased view about what things are and the way things are and, and how they could project forward. All right, so um, kind of a play off of the SafeMoon team, Ask Me Anything is our first section here is get the FUD out of here. Okay, and this has to do with the audit. So the audit uh, was completed this past Monday, May 3rd, by uh, CERTIC. And CERTIC is a, um, an audit company or agency that, that audits popular cryptocurrencies and especially decentralized finance, among others. Um, it's one of the top auditing um, companies that there are and kind of the most trusted. So that's why SafeMoon and other popular up-and-coming DeFi coins have went through them because they are the most trustworthy as far as the community goes. Um, so overall went very, very good. The dev team was incredibly pleased with their results. They did find 13 total findings, they call them. So, and these are categorized in, in different levels. Um, the worst one and, and one that would be cause for concern is Critical, which they found zero critical with SafeMoon, okay? So anything besides that is, is very good news, which we did not have. 
they did find one major with us. And um, just to, to preface this before I talk about it, other um, other platform, other coins and other swaps such as Pancake Swap and even Certic when they audited themselves, um, they both found at least one major. Certic had, oh no, I think it was Pancake Swap had two majors and their their rating was like a 93. So very common and that's what their job is to find things wrong with the code or things that could be updated or things that could be improved as well. So the one major for SafeMoon here was had to do with centralization risk. Okay, so the fact with this is that the development team can access the LP um, that is unlocked. So the LP we talked about uh, last one is the liquidation pool and that's the money basically where we trade into and out of and the dev team can access that if it's not locked. They just recently in the last two, I think it was last week, they locked up $250 million worth that they can't touch for four years, I believe. But all the other money pouring into SafeMoon Coin is pouring into the liquidation pool. And technically, the development team can access that if they wanted to. So that is one major risk. But then the development team, how they kind of justify that is saying that they have completely doxed themselves, meaning they've revealed their identities. Everyone knows who they are, knows where they live. So they are trying to be as transparent about this as possible um, to alleviate any concerns. The reason that they have it unlocked is so that they're, they're able to use that money for future growth because they are building exchanges um, and trying to expand into different markets and build different headquarters in different countries. And then also to use some of that for charity donations as well to you know, third world countries in Africa and things like that. So the, the development team is very open and transparent about why it is unlocked or certain portions are unlocked and what they plan to do with that. So myself as an investor and every other investor that really knows what they're talking about is 100% comfortable with that. And that is um, nothing to put anyone off and shouldn't be for newcomers to put them off that that is open. It's for a reason, it's part of the protocol and part of the plan here. And everyone knows that now and going forward. Uh, for the other 13, there's four miners and seven just info related ones. Um, those are really not important. Um, most of those are code misspelling. So when they typed up and created the, the code, when they did the coding for the coin, um, just misspelled things that really have no influence on anything. Um, so as far as FUD, I was kind of concerned, at least for the day when it came out, that you know people would, instead of um, bringing the FUD down and getting us past that with the audit, it might raise some more concerns with the major on there. And it did for the kind of the day. People were like, oh, what is this major? It seems critical. Why aren't you fixing that? But since then, it's really died down and people have moved on. And it's, it's viewed as a positive thing. They're audited. It is not a scam. It is not a rug pull. There's very little to, to no risk in this as far as scam scams are concerned and people have moved on um, the development team is not going to update any of the code errors or anything like that because which i'll get into later the smart contract is not um is not allowed or they're not able to update anything in the smart contract the way the coin is written the smart contract is kind of how it functions the rules of the coin basically and they are not allowed to change that which in the long term is a very very good thing but it just means that they can't update any of these little glitches or anything so just so you're aware of that 
All right. Okay, so on the fundraising. So I'm big into the, the Reddit um, Reddit Discord, or not the Reddit Discord, the Reddit group. And there are people fundraising for safe and that are not affiliated with the development team. So the things that they're fundraising for is billboards, which we already have a couple billboards up, um, and also PR campaigns, so sending out um, PR letters and stories to different news platforms across the world in text specifically and trying to get published articles and, and things like that where people can see that and to spread awareness of SafeMoon. Um, currently, as far as I know, we have billboards in a bunch in New York City, a couple in Times Square that were fundraised through the Reddit group. I've seen some in Canada, Italy, Australia. I just saw one in Romania. And there's multiple other countries that have other ways of advertising SafeMoon, if not necessarily a billboard, but other signage and things like that. This thing is global. And that's what makes it really special too is it's a community and it's a global community. And myself personally, I've never felt more connected with people around the world through through SafeMoon. And I think that's a major, a major plus of the coin and a major um, target for the coin that they're trying to do. Um, the Reddit group specifically, with some of the funds raised, we do like a GoFundMe. Uh, are, are looking to get more digital with our advertising. So getting on different social media platforms, um, Twitter Twitter ads, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, TikTok, Google ads, things like that. Um, and that's a, a show, I want to give a shout out to a guy. His name is Owen from IGH Properties. He's kind of the main guy on Reddit that's organizing, um, collecting the money and talking to different advertising agencies. And he's the guy that everyone kind of trusts. He's very transparent and it's really cool to see that. And it's kind of um, ignited our fundraising campaign for, for advertising. So really cool to see. You should, we should be seeing a lot more things coming out in print um, as far as in ads and things like that to help grow the brand and grow the coin. Okay, so now the main portion, my favorite portion today of the podcast is to talk about DeFi or decentralized finance. So, um, on the Twitter or sorry, on the uh, SafeMoon homepage, it talks about it being a DeFi coin. You know, I was all hyped up about the project and things like that, and I still did not know what DeFi really was and what it meant. So, what is the utility and real world use case? So, um, DeFi is stands for decentralized finance. So what it does is it offers traditional banking services to anyone with an internet connection. So thinking about borrowing or lending money, um, and then having like a savings account or like a trust fund, but you're not bound to any one location, having to go to the bank or go through one bank. It's decentralized, which means it's just through the internet, through the SafeMoon platform probably through the exchange in the future so what's wrong with traditional banks so why is DeFi kind of the future why is it why does it have the potential for such massive growth um, traditional banks are slow and costly to customers think about the time it takes to to go in and send and send a wire transfer um, and then think about how many middlemen there are when it comes to banks with you know, you know brokers and tellers and things like that and it's just very inefficient 
So DeFi solves those problems by being literally a click of a button and you can, you can borrow money, you can lend money, you can invest money and let it sit there. So it's just as far as time and money, it's a lot more efficient. Um, with the traditional bank, all your eggs are in one basket. Let's say the bank gets robbed or goes broke, then that money is just gone. You, can, you can't recover that. Um, with DeFi, you're on the blockchain, which means that things are secure and there is no one central way for someone to hack and steal your money. The big problem here with, with banks and why SafeMoon aims to be the freedom of the unbanked is regular banks are inaccessible for people who don't meet certain criteria, such as having insufficient identification or you lack capital um, to qualify for certain loans. If you are in a, have a geographical isolation, so especially people in Africa that just don't live near any banks, right? that's a problem. How are you going to use a bank and get those services? And then also people with, in, with corrupted governments, right? If you have government oppression or corruption, um, you're not going to trust them with your hard-earned money. And that's a big problem in a lot of third-world countries in the Middle East and in Africa and um, Southeast Asia as well. So benefits of DeFi, anyone can borrow or lend crypto around the world instantly. Um, for SafeMoon, tokenomics allows for super high interest rate potential versus a savings account. So if you have, let's just say for example, you have $1,000 you want to save, right? You could throw that in, in a traditional bank savings account and it just sits there. You don't, I mean, the interest rate is negligible. There's, it's not really anything versus throwing that $1,000 in a SafeMoon account where now tokenomics comes into play and you're getting reflections, getting that kickback dividend from other people buying and selling, as well as having the opportunity for the price of the coin to go up. So it's really like a, a savings account on steroids or uh, a really high interest trust fund. And that's kind of the way people are looking at it. Uh, and then the, another biggest thing is you have instant access and control over all these things. There's no running to the bank to make a transfer or a deposit. Um, you don't have to go talk to the mortgage broker or talk to the teller. It's all you. You can literally do it right with your phone, just with an internet connection. So that gives the power to the people to control their own finances. Um, so decentralized finance, how does this work, right? So the main thing is, is it many of the new ones run on Ethereum, the Ethereum blockchain, okay? SafeMoon runs on a different blockchain called BSC or the Binance Smart Chain. And the base, most basic way to understand what, what the blockchain is, is think about blockchain as kind of the internet. Okay, so the internet gives you all these capabilities. You can do so many things through the internet. That's kind of what these are as the blockchain. Okay, so now when you think about exchanges such as like Coinbase or Binance um, or the future SafeMoon exchange, or individual coins such as SafeMoon or Bitcoin or Litecoin and so on or Dogecoin, all these things then are kind of like the websites or apps through the internet. Okay, so they all use, so the exchanges and coins use the blockchain much like websites and apps use the internet to function. Okay, so that's the best kind of simplest real world way to explain what a blockchain is and how DeFi works through the blockchain. So it's really cool. I mean, once I learned that, this this is revolutionary. This thing is just getting started. The potential with these blockchains to 
to set up some of these things is incredible. Um, so how SafeMoon is set up is through what's called a smart contract on the BSC blockchain. So a smart contract is basically like the law. Okay, it's basically the code that says how things function, right? It's the rules. A lot of um, if-then statements. So if you do this thing, then this thing has to happen, right? It's the law. It's how the code is written. That's what's in the smart, smart contract. So that's why it's so secure to carry out transactions. And like I said before, nobody can change the smart contract. It is what it is for SafeMoon. Um, and that's kind of the way things are. So that's how it functions. That's what the rules are. And that's what, what makes it so special and so secure going forward. Um, because it is unhackable. Um, so basically moving forward when the SafeMoon Exchange does get created, our SafeMoon Exchange, I've heard rumors of, of it being called Moon X. I think that's a cool name, Moon X. Um, it's basically like a de the decentralized bank. So think of our exchange as a DeFi bank. And then the currency used through that bank to make all these transactions, um, whether you're saving or lending or borrowing, SafeMoon is going to be that currency that you do that through, okay, the SafeMoon coin. So really cool, uh, really cool project here. I'm so excited about the future of this. And I, I just hope that as awareness grows, um, this gets much more widely adopted because of some of the benefits that I've talked about here. All right, so that's enough about DeFi. Uh, the next, I just want to quickly touch on the price in chart. So we are in roughly the fourth cycle here since the coin's creation on May, or sorry, on March 8th. So we're in about the fourth cycle here that's almost been identical for the three other times. Um, referring back to a Reddit post that I saw, it's been almost, it's been almost like deja vu with each of these, these cycles with, with a certain pattern. So... Um, so for the first time after the first all-time high, there was a consolidation period or like a sideways movement where it's not really going up too much or down too much. That's called consolidation. After the first all-time high, the first consolidation was one, or was, sorry, was went from one days to four days. Okay, and then we had another rocket up for an all-time high, and then we went to seven days, and then we went to 10 days, and then we went... To 13 days so now we're kind of around that 13 day period um, and that's why you can see so it's 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 increasing by three from the all-time high each day so every um, every cycle or revolution of this thing it seems like the consolidation period lasts three more days that's why this one is projected to be about 13 days and we're kind of in that point from the previous all-time high and that's why you see the price going up from four or five you know with the five zeros up to seven or eight now. We are kind of in that upward trajectory again. Now, the other curious thing about this, this cycle and pattern, is the gains from these all-time highs seems to be doubling each time. So from the first all-time high to the second all-time high, it went up 300%. Then from the next, it went up 600%. And then from to the third one, it went up from, or sorry, it went up to 1,200%. So that's 12 times the money. Now this one, if that follows the suit there where it's doubling each time, then this all-time high in the next week or so, whenever this would get to the all-time high, potentially could be up to 2,400% or 
so 24 times um, from the low in that consolidation period. So let's say the low in this consolidation period recently here was probably, you know, with with point and then five zeros was around four. Um, so with a projected 200, 2,400% increase, that would put the next all-time high in this next cycle here, roughly at 0 0.00006 or seven. Okay, so exciting things to think about that. Again, that is just from a, a pure technical analysis standpoint from, from other people much smarter than me's research. But it's something that, you know, we can kind of look at it and hope for, right? There's no guarantees that that'll happen. But uh, in crypto and stocks, history has a way of repeating itself. It's something that has the potential to be here soon. Um, and we just we've been sitting in that consolidation period for for about two weeks now, like I said, about 13 days. And we're just sitting there waiting for the catalyst, the thing to spark the next jump. And I think that catalyst was Dogecoin movement, right? So we saw Doge just actually just ex absolutely explode this past week. And then that gets people back into crypto. And then people get FOMO, looking for the next big thing. And here we are. We're back. The hype is back. Okay, last quick thing I want to touch on is just my updated thoughts on Operation Phoenix based on what I saw on the AMA and I've heard John and Jack talk about in the Discord. Um, Operation Phoenix. I think the Safe Moon Exchange will be our decentralized finance bank. And like I said, the currency of that bank will be Safe Moon. Okay, they've, they've hinted at that. Um, John has hinted at that and that's kind of becoming more clear the more I, I think about it and see this stuff. Now, Operation Phoenix, so the problem with, with SafeMoon as a currency right now is that any transfer or sale has that 10% tax, right? So it doesn't make it very logical to go to, the, go to a store or go to a, a Dallas Mavericks game and purchase things with SafeMoon because um, that's going to cost me 10%. It's going to cost the buyer 10%, right? So as a currency, it doesn't make sense. So what I think Operation Phoenix is going to be then it's kind of a play on words. Phoenix, they spell it P-H-E-O-N-I-X. So breaking that down, I think the play on words is fee nix, meaning to nix the fee. Nix meaning eliminate, so you eliminate the fee, which allows um, trades from exchanges and wallets without the fee. So from changing from one wallet to another, I'm paying someone else with this, or I'm paying um, an establishment with this. When we're swapping money like that to nix the fee or take away the fee, on trades like that to make it a currency that's usable and, and functional and makes sense for both buyer and seller without the fee. So you would be able to use it as a currency, but then that would also um, still allow for when you actually sell the token for something else, for another crypto, or to cash out or whatever on the, on the wallet or exchange into US dollars or whatever it is, that still allows that 10% transaction to take place on those types of trades which abides by the tokenomics um, that still gives people the redistribution of the coins and also that's what contributes to the burn as well. So keeping what we love about SafeMoon while also giving us the opportunity to use it as a currency um, to create this just Goliath massive um, decentralized finance bank. So again, the main goal they've talked about often is freedom of the unbanked, specifically in Africa and some of those Middle Eastern countries. Um, so this 
if Operation Phoenix is like I think it is here, this would allow them to have those financial services, such as being able to borrow money or lend money um, or to have this, this juiced up savings account while also keeping what we love about SafeMoon, the tokenomics, the reflections, and everything that we currently have. So that's just what I picked up on, um, especially from some of the Apollo 10 people that did sat down with John and kind of had that private meeting. Um, I don't know, guys. I think the future of SafeMoon is so, so bright here. You'd be absolutely silly not to jump in with whatever you can afford to lose at this point because I just think that throughout the summer, especially once we come out with our wallet and our exchange, which, hint, hint, sounds maybe under two months, and then once once the ease of access to buy is is there for people, especially maybe some of the older um, generations with more wealth, when they see this thing is not a scam and see how steady it is and see how steady the growth is, I think this thing's going to absolutely explode. So get in what you can now and, and enjoy the ride. Part of it's you know making money, but a bigger part of it's the community. Uh, join the Reddit community. Join the Discord. It's fun to be around, and I love checking this thing every day. And that's not necessarily checking the price. I like communicating with people around the world and, and all the good things that Safe Moon brings us. So that's the end of episode two um, for the Howlin' at the Safe Moon podcast. Again, my name is Mike Bounty. Thank you very much for listening. And to the moon we go.